Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth. This week's episode is brought to you by SurePlan Financial. SurePlan Financial advise business owners and employees on all aspects of their financial planning, from protecting your income to helping you with savings and investment goals such as saving for your children's education or achieving your dream retirement. Plus, and they haven't told me to say this, but it is run by women, which personally I find a lot less intimidating than men in suits. Just saying. For more information or to book a free initial consultation, visit shoreplan.ie. Shoreplan Financial Limited trading as Shoreplan Financial is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. I always wanted to say that. I'm Steph McSherry. I'm a mum of two. I'm the creator of Kinderama, which is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. And we are just starting to sell our mini summer camps, which are little two-day camps. They're kind of ideal for kids that perhaps have never done a camp before, so they can just go and try it out for two, two days. So kids can be four, five or six. I'm Bethan, I'm a psychotherapist, I'm a mum of three and I run the Camp Parenting Club. Uh, but back to Steph's camps. I think it's such an important age, isn't it? Because not many people run camps for that age children that isn't that aren't gigantic. Yes, exactly. No. The idea is this is just them and we do it in rooms that are kind of preschools. So oh, lovely. we do it in Nina's or preschool rooms so that the kids, you know, it's a friendly, nice environment that they'd be used to going into preschool anyway. So very it's cute. Lovely. A nice and, and- introduction. Yeah, and you know, on next week's podcast, we have a lady called Grania from Learn Le Gras. Le Gras, this is where yep. my Irish goes like, and she has set up an, um, not an alternative school, because the word alternative always makes things sound totally wacky, but she set, she set up um, a small school in her home, and, and many children find school difficult, so I feel that your summer camp is like the perfect antidote. Yeah. For kids who need a camp, for parents who need a break, for all of the above. Yeah, absolutely. So back to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, here we are. If you yeah, like yeah. or follow or subscribe, it just helps us. So just click on the star or the tick or whatever's at the top of the page, because that helps us create more free content for you guys. Yes, thank you. So each week we answer one of your parenting questions. If you have a question for us, email us themummind at gmail.com. This week, sorry, a parent has asked us, my kid loses it on the pitch. How can I help them? Oh, the pitch is like a hotbed of activity, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is this is a child. Yeah, my, well, my kids could lose it on the pitch too. Is this a kid that's overwhelmed or struggling with rules? What do you think? So in this question, just for context, the mum says that the boy is 10. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Just to, but I feel that losing it on a pitch is relevant at any age. So my husband plays hurling and he plays football as well. Not soccer. He plays like GA football. And um, my kids love hanging out in the dugout when they're playing because of all the language they hear. And they've got, and, <laughs> yes. And all the people losing it on a pitch. Yeah. So I don't I mean, this is where I feel there's so many expectations on kids to be totally with it or some even not totally with it, like to be some bit with it and have it together. But if we look to their male counterparts in the adult teams mm. <laughs> or female as well, right? I'm only saying male because 
my football team hasn't had any matches yet. We're still in the training stage, so I'll let yeah. you know. If, I'll, I'll let you know if we are losing. I'll be there well. with my pom poms. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks very much. My kids will be in the dugout. Um, so, oh, I just feel that losing is so hard, isn't it? Or not? I think the thing with sports is there's some kids who are amazing at sports right who can just do the things they're nippy they're this they're that they've no fear and then there's other kids who just want to be there for fun but would also love to be that excellent player but they're simply not and isn't that a huge pill to swallow you know the thing of what I'm good enough for me I mean oh and parents can shout and and I think sorry I'm going to probably cause huge controversy there because I've been at the side of a GAA pitch and the side of a rugby pitch and I find there's a huge difference the Ah. things I have heard called out at the side of a GAA pitch I'm just my jaw is on the floor because I'm like you know I'm on about adults shouting at the kids about them being useless or get up there and and you're like oh my god these kids are 10 and under what what are you doing and these aren't necessarily parents either. These are people that have just come to watch the match. <laughs> and yeah, then I'm with laughing because it's so ridiculous, you know. Yeah, and then with rugby, there seems to be a le- level of respect between the players, the coaches, the referees. There's none of this talking back to the referee. The referee's decision is final whether you like it or not. They, you can't argue the point. And certainly when the parents are watching it, there's none of this kind of roaring abuse at anyone. Now we might cheer on something or kind of, I don't know, if something's unfair, you might shout out, whoa, I don't think that's very fair. But it's none of this abusive, some of the, look at the fights that have happened on the side of a GAA pitch, like a kid's game where parents have got into fisticuffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a campaign called Silent Sideline. Oh. Um, which is trying to promote I think it's for soccer I don't know I saw saw it on Ireland AM once um but it should be for all sports because realistically shouting at a child isn't going to encourage them to do better you know all the research says that the more we shout at someone the more chance they have of entering into their stress mode which is fight flight or freeze so you'll either get a kid that's totally frozen on the pitch um, you'll get one that's really scared or you'll get one that can't stop fighting people and either way that's not allowed so then you know it's 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 do messy. you do you think for some of these kids because I've certainly experienced in preschools and schools where we don't really have any winners anymore you know if there's sport if there's a sports day everybody wins or you know everybody gets a medal I, I don't know what you think about that. I'm kind of looking at your eyes trying to gauge. Know. Yeah, I don't know because that's not life, is it? No. You know, life is is that some people win and some people lose, but it's about helping your child be okay with them. Yes. And their ability and their level. And I don't think that happens by us kind of making life really... Um, Fluffy. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, right? You know, yeah. we don't want to totally destroy kids either. <laughs> no, I was just picturing, though, if, if if these kids have kind of gone through their early school life where everybody wins and then you put that child on a pitch where yeah. everybody certainly doesn't win, then it's a bit like, whoa, what's happening here? Yeah, I mean, I feel we have to really create an honest version of the world with children. Right. You know, and... and, and... Most of the reality of the world is that life is really hard. 
you know well it's a roller coaster isn't it and and i think i was probably in my 40s when i was like oh the, the key is here we've got to embrace the roller coaster rather yes. than trying to fight against the kind of dips in life there are gonna be dips yeah and you've got to kind of just taking the rough with the smooth and it doesn't mean that you don't feel those dips but that is life and i definitely grew up in a household where oh my God, if something happened, it was just the worst thing in the world. And oh, this has happened. What's going to happen next? <laughs> Do yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of, you know. The catastrophizing. Yeah. Do I want bad things come in threes? What's yeah. going to happen next? What? You know, all yeah. of that. So I, I, I think there's an element of that for sure. And like you said, the pressure, I do think there's a lot of parents on the sideline living vicariously through their kids yeah 100 percent. so for me so I'm part of maybe I speak about this all the time and it's really boring but it's really important <laughs> there's um I'm part of a group of therapists who are trained in compassion focused therapy and as part of that we're on a forum so there's like a couple of thousand therapists all over the world and we talk a lot about the human condition and a huge part of the human condition is tribalism, mm. right? So if you look at, um, do, 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 I'm thinking Braveheart, it's my husband's favorite movie, watch it many times throughout the year. And, you know, the war paint on the face, the blue and the blue and the white. Yeah. And even nowadays, like we're off to a cork match this Sunday, Um. And pe the kids will have like the red and the white on their cheek, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like this real tribalism. I feel as well that the level of anger people get to on the side of a pitch, maybe sport is the only outlet for that level of anger. Wow. Okay. And I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm kind of, you know, me as the wise therapist. Yes, I I'm do. Like <laughs> wise owl. Wise owl me. <laughs> It reminds me of like brownies or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like guys. So I'm just trying to take a step back and view the human condition. Because the other thing is that, you know, coaches, I've heard coaches say completely mad things to kids. Like, you know, one kid had a stitch and the coach said, well, if you're not fit enough to be part of the team, you can leave. <laughs> this oh boy was God. 10. He was 10. <laughs> yeah. But I can also look at that coach and be like, well, you probably have a full-time job, kids. I mean, you've been doing this gig for six years, twice a week in the freezing cold, the rain, having all the expectations of other parents expecting you to be better. I get why these things slip out of your mouth. But the problem is for kids is that like when things slip out of their mouth, we're onto it. Mm. But when things slip out of adults' mouths, no one says anything. And like I've trained extensively and worked extensively I don't know if that's the right word but in child protection for years so the bulk of when I started working with people it was as a youth worker so with girls aged 12 to 16 so there was a lot of child protection work involved in that I worked in the addiction field there's a lot of child protection work in that and my query is with these sports clubs right I feel that like if you put a report to social services and said there's lots of parents shouting at the side of the pitch they'd be like okay then <laughs> yeah they have a lot of other things to do but I feel that the clubs themselves I mean part of my training was never to be like Bethan you have to decide if this is a child protection issue 
that's not my job. My job is to raise a concern to say, God, this feels really uncomfortable and I feel it needs to be explored more. Yeah. So this is what it's like being at the side of a pitch with a parent. Some parents for matches. You'll always see me. I'm the furthest away. I've got, I always wear a purple coat, so I'm very visible. Might get a camouflage one. But <laughs> I, I never stand with everyone because I get really stressed about it and I don't like it and I get really upset. And sometimes I feel really disempowered because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. It's It all feels a bit bigger than me. But this is where I feel the clubs have a responsibility to try and do some kind of culture of a silent sideline, support oh. for the children, not shout, just not shouting at kids. It should be like a baseline thing. They all have these kind of, any of the pictures that I've been to have this kind of code of conduct as you're walking in. Um, and it generally says, you know, these aren't professional players, the, you're here to support families and children. I just don't know whether everybody does that yeah. in a nice way. Yeah. And, and again, I think it's back to the tribalism thing that like all of your rubbish for the week, you can then get out at the side of a pitch and you can shout about it. But it's do, like almost a misaligned way to do it. Do you, Yeah. And do you know the other place I feel that comes out, that kind of that animalistic kind of quality? Is it a concert, pop concert, rock yeah. concert? And actually, I was listening to a really inter interesting interview. Um, she was an English girl called Hannah. Her surname's gone out my head but she was the movement coach on the elvis movie right the okay. baz lerman elvis and she helped with the crowds too and you know that the the fangirling the screaming the kind yeah, of yeah. holding their face and just not knowing what to do them, themselves that comes from a tribal too because yeah. the woman that screamed the loudest got the man yeah, yeah. So it's like a natural instinct that bubbles up out of us because I'm sure if you talk to those girls after the concert, they'd be like, I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> you know, yes. this, this came out of me. And I think there's an element of that that people don't realise what's coming out of them sometimes. It is really animalistic. Yeah, which then if we remove it one step further, like we're up against it. I mean, yeah. nobody chose to have a brain that does this. None of the parents at the side of a pitch, none of the girls screaming for Elvis or the guys screaming for Elvis. Do you know, like nobody chooses to be that person, which is why we've really got to try and keep ourselves in check a little bit. Oh, I've, my quote for the day for the end of the podcast is exactly on this topic as well. So I feel very Oh, It's like we today. planned it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. If us as parents are up against it and we have fully developed brains, we have life experience, we have the ability to contextualize and say, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, what am I trying to do here? Imagine this nine, 10 year old boy oh. we're talking about. He has none of these skills. And if we're back to tribalism stuff, the only skill in that situation he has is to defend himself. Mm. So that will come out with trying to whack someone with a hurley. Yeah. It will come out with shouting. Yeah. And, and again, this is where I feel that, is this the coach's responsibility? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel that this is where parents... I mean, I've been the parent before who's, you know, I have three kids, they do different sports. My husband works weekends and I have to drop at the pitch and say to a parent, do you just keep an eye on them for me? I'll be back in like an hour. So if you know that your child is like that, if you know that your child is going through a phase or just is really angry on the pitch, 
you need to stay at the matches or the trainings and you need to help them so in the moment when I'm trying to see I'm just sort of like going through the file of facts of my brain of the things I've seen at pitches and the things parents talk to me about you know like if they're shouting at other people pushing trying to hit someone with a hurley spitting going to bite someone push smaller kids over all of the above stuff they need you to regulate them so you need to figure out well how do I regulate my child and it starts by regulating yourself first you know I see loads of parents who just totally freeze themselves on the side of a pit they don't know what to do well because they can become embarrassed right they can become embarrassed um because I've I've two kids I've one my girl is really really sporty she plays you know she's captain of this that and the other she loves it and I have a son that really doesn't and we try and encourage him but it is getting to the point where you know he can be halfway through a match and maybe he gets you know, in the course of playing, not somebody slapping or kicking him, but he gets kicked or he gets hit and he'll get really upset. So I'll bring him off and we'll walk and we'll walk and walk. And now I've got to the point where I've said, would you like to go home? And actually nine times out of 10, he'll say no. But at least I'm giving him that out because I don't want to be the parent that's, get back on there, come on, toughen up. You know, this is it, get out. I don't want to be that parent. So now yeah. I'm giving him an out and he's like, well, no, I'll, I'll stay for a while. Okay, fine. And then oh, I'll go back on. Okay, fine. You know, any, anything he wants is fine. Yeah. It's lovely, that, isn't it? Is, that's okay. Is it, I'm asking you really. Is that, well, is like, that <laughs> am I doing like, the right thing? But here's the thing. Who knows what works, okay. right? And if you find a parenting person online that's like, you got to do this, you got to do this that's not right they don't know your kid yeah right so the best thing that we can ever do as parents ourselves is just tune in Mm. tune in to what's happening and the way things are going and try to regulate yourself and then connect with your child because it's like we were talking in the camp parenting club this week um the whole like thing about parenting is is that we are preparing ourselves to take on their emotions so when you know they're having a hard time you've just got to do something to offload their emotions and manage them yourself and so if it's a walk if it's the option of this the option of that if it if it's taking a break for a few weeks whatever it is it works okay tuning in and that's hard especially in those kind of really heightened moments because you're you're wanting to act quicker than kind of just stop and think yeah yeah it's it's taken taken me a while to get to that point where I'm okay to say to him do you do you want to go home yeah because I just wasn't in that place I wasn't in that place to be able to offer that to him well, it's all a journey, isn't it? <laughs> but it is, isn't it? I mean, like the parent I am now is totally different to the parent I was eight years ago because it takes a while for us to filter through our stuff. You know, we don't actually know that being okay with all of the ups and downs and the in-betweens is the way to be a parent. We think we have to fix stuff and manage it and keep mm. pushing and And we have to work through our fear. What if I take them home now? Will they ever come back ever again? Well, it is, yeah, and it's it's not only that fear. I think it's that realization, like you and I have talked about before, 
actually, I can't remember the result on or off the podcast, but you know, when my daughter was going through a hard time with her friends at school, I really felt it because I had had a hard time with my friends at school. So yeah. it was almost like I, it was happening to me. And I think this happens with some parents at the side of the pitch. They're reliving stuff that happened to them either on a pitch or by the side of the pitch. And they're probably not realizing that. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So they're probably either, you know, they had a terrible time, you know, they didn't get picked for the team. So they're forcing their kid to really step up or, you know, their parent was at the sidelines going, come on, toughen up. And they're just saying that because that's what was said to them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, um, we have now moved to internal family systems work here, which is, let me write that down, (laughs) which is, which is kind of like, you know, trauma, memories, everything travels through a family. Your child is your DNA, right? And you parent from all of the undone stuff in your life, right? And children will, oh, undone isn't the right word, un, unresolved. Oh, yeah. So, um, and children will mirror back to parents the worst parts of the parents' selves. So what I mean by that is children will always mirror back the experiences, the emotions, the people, the situation, the friendships that you didn't get a chance to resolve. The hard bits. In childhood. Yeah. So guess what? Now we parents have an opportunity to resolve this stuff so it doesn't keep traveling through the family. So it doesn't keep traveling through uh, the family tree. So if you're coming back after a match and the child is in tears and you feel fairly poopy for what fell out of your mouth, something's not right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's about recognizing it, seeing what you want to do with it and taking it from there and not pushing your kid. If you'd like to become a calmer parent and are looking for answers to help your child, then join my online parenting community, the Cam Parenting Club, and get the answers that you're looking for to be the parent and person that you'd like to be. Go to my website, bethanoreardon.com, and I'll see you inside soon. And what do you think, like, you know, at the beginning when you said about the kids that you've got the sporty kids that really want to be there really competitive and then you've got the kids that just want to be there for fun would it make more sense for clubs to have a fun side or is that really patronizing no I know what you mean you know that they they're not in the league so there's no pressure they're not they're not having matches with you know other sides they're not traveling to games they're just having a kickabout every week because I think I'd be that kid. I'd like to go yeah. to that that one. I don't want to be being shouted at every week. Oh, maybe we've just started something here. <laughs> well, no, you have on your own stuff. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> you don't I, have time. <laughs> I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> the alternative GAA. I'm going to write to the GAA. <laughs> yeah, so there is. In Cork, there is a playing for fun league. Wow, I didn't right? know that. But maybe it's an adult thing. So I volunteer with our local GAA. It's really funny. They asked me to be the vice chairperson. So I said, yes. But I did say, I don't know how many people are on a hurling team, though. <laughs> and they said, great, you're in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because because they were looking for women to diversify. I don't know. So I remember ages ago having a discussion with the chairperson about this. Uh, you see, I just I just always hope that there's a space for all children. However, yeah. that looks, you know, and I feel that um, 
I mean, maybe this is like a segue, but also I speak with a lot of parents who have children with disabilities. Yeah. And so they do a kind of inclusive version of the sport. But within that, there is such a range as well. You know, yeah. you could get a kid in a wheelchair. You could get a child um, who has an assistance dog who's on the pitch. Or you could get a child who is actually really bodily able to play sport. But perhaps because of whatever way their disability is they can't play in like a mainstream team so I kind of feel this lumping together of other as well is really tricky thing to manage yes I, I feel it's just like I always hope that if more parents volunteer like if you've time to stand at the side of a pitch to watch your child for that hour well you could also perhaps in some way join the club and have an influence because here's the other thing, these clubs are run on a shoestring budget and on a skeleton staff. <laughs> yeah. it like that. Well, it's all volunteers, isn't it, really? Yeah. And even if like there was a rota for the training sessions, then you could bring something different. Yeah. You know, like you could bring that like, OK, so today we're going to not give out to each other when you miss the ball and practice saying next one's yours. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, <laughs> idiot, or whatever, you yeah. know? And that's how the culture of things change is when parents get involved and parents have their influence, even if you don't know exactly how you want things to change. Well, and I hate to bring it back to the different sports, but I often watch a rugby match versus a, a, a GA football or soccer and kind of go, how is it so different? You know, rugby have bred this culture of, really respecting the referee, even if you think he's wrong, of going, okay, that's his decision and walking away. You know, there's a very strict culture on if, you know, if somebody gets hit, they're off. You know, that's it. There's no none yeah. of this, you know, so why is it so different from one sport to another? It's because of the culture in it, right? Yeah, but I've also got a big issue with rugby culture. Oh, okay. <laughs> as as kids get older, I mean, I think it's really uh, can be a really toxic environment. The rugby male culture, but maybe that's a whole other. Podcast. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess I was just talking about. But I know what you mean the, about the, the... the the conduct with it on the pitch. That's what, what I was talking about. I don't about, know because really. so my kids straddle a multitude of different GA clubs, right? And I feel just because some had this team, some didn't have yeah. this team. And honestly, like, I love our local GA club. I think they're so inclusive. Well, the fact so... that you're there is amazing. <laughs> they have no choice. They have no choice. <laughs> you know, but I, I find that, that they're so, like, they started a girls team last year because they were like, how can we have no girls football team? Yeah, and now there's like 60 girls that come and play train on a Monday night you know Brilliant. and uh, one of the dads said to me uh, we'll need some of the old products for the away bag you know I said <laughs> we will won't we so I made him up a bag of you know period products and Aww. they got the darkest shorts that they could and Brilliant. that's amazing you know, and they don't allow any BS at the side of a pitch. They it hasn't really happened that Good. there has been, but they have a real culture of respect and inclusivity. Yeah. And then there's other GAA clubs that if you are not unbelievable, then you're nobody. Yeah. 
you know and I think that's really harsh because then sport isn't inclusive and it isn't one club for all or whatever the GA motto is uh, yeah you know and I find that tricky okay so as we we're kind of getting towards the end and I just wanted to bring it back to the the child that's losing it on the pitch because we've kind of it's me I've I've taken it off to parents um (laughs) but but it is about the parents to manage it's about like as the parent don't be embarrassed if you are embarrassed get support figure it out find a way that you can manage being embarrassed and being like I'm embarrassed but I'm gonna go help my child yeah Yeah, because it's everything at the same time yeah and try and find I think try and find a like-minded soul on the sidelines you know Mm. even if you spend five ten minutes with each one as you kind of move through the game there's always somebody that kind of gets it or the way you get it do you know what I mean yeah I think so the solidarity in parents isn't I there? remember I was stood next to a mum on the sidelines on Saturday and it was like go on go on go on oh don't hurt him don't hurt him <laughs> It's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know? and, 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 and this is where I do also feel in sports, particularly maybe for the boys, it's really confusing. It's like you need to be right. We're going to make you be really aggressive. So you get mm. in there for every ball or slitter or soccer ball that's coming your way. Really aggressive. I want you to be able to shoulder people. I want you to be I don't want you to be so aggressive. You hurt people, though, or say nasty things. Yeah. And then when but, you come off the pitch, you're not allowed to do any of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. massively complex, isn't it? Yeah. So Never thought about it that way. And I know for my son, he's playing at an age where, like, he's nine. So, you know, they kind of fudge the rules just to allow the game. Well, he's just like, no, that's the rule. And he's quite <laughs> happy to tell the ref, you know, hang on, that's not the rule. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another one, right? You know, here are the rules of the game, but actually we're going to let this rule slide just to keep the game going. <laughs> and yeah. that's really complex too. But I, he, I, yes. He's in his head, it's it's a rule or it's not a rule. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is it? You know, he's always there going, you know, they'll finish the match and say, oh, it was a draw. And he'll say, no, it wasn't. It's (laughs) 4-3. I've been keeping score. But you see this, his sense of justice Mm. and his ability to see what's right and wrong will be his superpower. Yes. Right. This will be like the thing. He'll have some role in life in society that's about justice or policy parking or... attendant well <laughs> it's a bad. minute past nine yeah <laughs> this I is mean... the rule <laughs> so look i'm gonna finish off with a quote from oh, lovely book, bethany saltman strange situation hold on to your hats guys in order to become the person i want to be we have to face what i already am Ooh. Mm. So, like, if you want to be the parent who can help your child, you got to look at what's going on now. Yeah, Mm. and be very real about it. Oh, it's like a mic drop moment from (laughs) So, on that note, we'll see you next week. Kinderama is a multi-activity program for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything: dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports, and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.